Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody, to the show. It is I, Rob Zakari, and this is uh, live. Yes, we are live. Uh, if you are following us on uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff, we are we are here, so uh, follow us, uh, the Rob Zakari Show dot uh, com. Uh, follow us at uh, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, um, uh, Blog Talk Radio, all those radio things. Okay, where do we start? They have captured, I'm sure by now you know, uh, the bomber that struck New York. City the other night. I'm not real sure what is more shocking. The fact that somebody bombed New York City. Someone tried to bomb Jerry. Well, I think they actually were successful in bombing at least uh, a little bomb in Jersey. I'm not sure what is more shocking. The fact that it happened or the fact that the left is saying, eh, it's no big deal. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that we now are in a time in this country is conditioning everybody to believe this is the new norm. This is the new norm now. I don't know if uh, some of you listening or watching are too young, but there was a time back in the 80s where bombings took place in Israel. Practically uh, daily. Seriously. It was a daily basis. Discos. Restaurants. A day, a week wouldn't go by without a bombing. And that is where we are today. It's like the new norm. And the left goes, well, you know, at least it wasn't a gun. Imagine. I'm serious. Go on Twitter and find the world's worst. It's unspeakable. The world's worst liberal hipster douchebag by the name of Chris Hayes. He's a host on MSNBC, the worst. And he actually tweeted, well, at least it wasn't a gun. It's just a, just a bomb. Imagine if it was a gun. The new norm. It's the new norm. And we're not even talking about what happened <laughs> at the mall. We had, that that 
pales. Even though nine people, I think it was up to nine, were, were slashed. But that pales to what happened in New York City. But it's the new norm. I think Nate Silver even went on Twitter. You know, Nate Silver, the the great and genius pollster. You know, he's he's always right. Pollsters. He even tweeted, ah, you know, not 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 a big deal. I mean it's the new norm. That's what the left has conditioned everybody. The new norm. It's the new norm. It's like, eh. It is what it is, guys. It's, it's, it is what it is. This is what we have to live with. So go about your day. Go about your life. And just know every few months, There'll be a bombing or there'll be a nightclub attack. Nothing to look at here. Just move along. It's the new norm. The new norm. And it's amazing to watch the CNNs and the MSNBCs create this environment. Now, remember... They're supposed to be a news channel, okay? They're supposed to be a news channel. MSNBC is supposed to be a news channel. CBS is supposed to be a news. They're supposed to have news divisions. Now, when this happened Saturday, you want to know who was covering it before anybody else? Twitter? And Fox News. Yeah, Fox News. The left's, you know, whipping boy. That's not real news. That's that. It's just a shill for Republicans. Somehow, they're not real news and they're shills for Republicans. But MSNBC and CNN are, you know, (laughs) bastions of, of information. That are unbiased and impartial. But while the bombings were taking place, while while it was known that a bomb went off in Chelsea, a pressure cooker bomb was found a few blocks away, there was a bomb detonated in Jersey that could have killed uh, soldiers during a parade. While all of this had happened, CNN and MSNBC were focused, like just like like razor-sharp, laser-focused on Obama screaming and yelling that if black folk didn't go out and vote for Hillary Clinton, it would be a personal insult to him. 
CNN and MSNBC refused to cut away from Obama saying that if black folk did not vote for Hillary Clinton, not because she's the best, not because she's going to go after terrorists, not... The only reason to vote for Hillary Clinton, as far as Obama is concerned, is to not insult him. I mean, that's where we are now in this race. Hillary can't run on her record. She can't run on Obama's record. So now it's pleading with black people to vote for Hillary because by extension it's really voting for Obama and by not voting for Hillary it's a slap in the face to Obama and CNN and MSNBC sat there with the camera fixated on the president while 20 plus people were being taken to a hospital there was a manhunt manhunt in New York City blocks and blocks and blocks were shut down CNN knew about this MSNBC knew about this. Fox was there. Fox was broadcasting live. They were there. CNN and MSNBC purposely did what they did. They weren't asleep at the wheel. They purposely did what they did. I mean, you want to talk about Hitler. You, you, you want to play this game that Donald Trump is Hitler. And by saying I'm so glad the press missed their flight, or I'm so glad the press isn't here, or, hey, press, I'm not going to give you special credentials so you don't have to wait in the cold. No, 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 no. You're going to have to get in the back of the line. Special treatment for that, according to the press, equates to Hitler. That equates to being a Nazi. I mean, that's frightening. That's frightening that that is what they consider a communist country, a, a, a dictator's rule, but are perfectly fine with major news organizations purposely, purposely, misinforming the country because it benefits a political candidate. I mean, that, that 
is the example, the definition of a communist, cater, tyrant ruled country. Where you have the two major news organizations saying, all right, we can't cover what is going on right now because it would show there is something seriously, seriously going on as far as terror in this country. We, we, we can't cut away from the president speaking. If we cut away from the president telling black folk that it would be a personal insult if they did not vote for Hillary Clinton, if we cut away from that, it's going to make what's going on seem important. It's going to make the terror attack in New York seem important, seem scary. We need to downplay. We need to downplay that there were uh, bombs found in Seaside Park. Elizabeth, New York. I mean, do you guys understand? There was five, six, seven, eight. There's something like 10-something bombs found in three locations. And then add the attack in Minnesota Mall. The media didn't cover these things. The only one that did was Fox. And when the media finally, when CNN and MSNBC finally, I mean, it's stunning. I mean, really was stunning. It's like they specifically waited for Obama to get done. They're like, eh, it's not a big deal. For if we cut away from the president now, people are going to, they're, they're going to, you know, we, we, they're going to think it's a big deal. They're going to think it's a big deal. They're going to, they're going to get concerned. They're going to go, oh, wow, we are not safe. Okay. Again, I don't care. Listen, take Trump out of the mix. Okay. I do this on the show all the time to try to get through to the liberals and I know some liberals listen to this show. I got friends that listen to this show. I got friends that go on iHeartRadio and they listen to this show. So I try to get through to them. Again, 
pretend Republicans are done. Pretend Republicans are in a Republican death camp in Utah. Okay, the Democrats have 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 gotten their way and they've shipped out all the Republicans, all the conservatives, anybody who's not on the left. They shipped them out to a camp in Utah. Okay, in a work camp. We're making hinges, all right? We're all making hinges in Utah. Pretend that's what's happening. And it's Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Sanders or versus Joe Biden or versus Lincoln Chafee, whoever. And the only thing that you watch and you listen to is liberal dribble. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? spook you out when you hear people talk about the whole Nazi thing and, and, and that whole free press and they're being, you know, taken away and this and that. And doesn't it completely freak you out that the news media is creating narratives? That they, they are doing what they are doing to downplay threats, to downplay attacks on our homeland, to make you feel that you're safer than you are. Doesn't that concern you? Doesn't it concern you that the media does this? Doesn't it concern you? That they didn't want to leave Obama speaking because it would highlight what is going on. I don't know, guys. It's pretty frightening to me. It's pretty frightening to me. When a party controls... The message. When a party controls the media, when a party controls what you're seeing, what you're hearing, when a party tells you how to act, how to feel, don't buy into this Trump and Nazi and dictatorship and look what he did to the press and Little Katie Turr. Don't buy into it. The real tyranny, the, the real dictatorship is what happened over the weekend. And the fact that 90% of the media purposely, purposely softened the coverage of what happened To help Hillary Clinton or whoever, Bernie Sanders, whoever would be in that slot to get elected. That, my friends, is frightening. That, my friends, is real communism. That's real tyranny. That's real Mussolini. That, that, that's that's real Nazism, man. 
that's that's real Nazism. And there's so much to get to as far as what the media did. I mean, we could go into Jake Tapper. His new name's The Hack. Hack Tapper. Hack Tapper from CNN. That's his new name, Hack Tapper. I mean, the fact that the left is so outraged that Donald Trump went to a rally, got on stage and said, guys, I just got off the airplane and a bomb went off in in New York. They were outraged. How could he say that? How? He didn't know what was going on. What do you mean he didn't know what was going on? He, what he, what, first off, they're presidential candidates. Secondly, the guy lives in New York. Thirdly, he's wired in to the police department, considering that uh, they endorsed him. I mean, it's silly to break down how did Donald Trump know? How? Why? What? Why? I mean, a retard knew what happened. Seriously, a, a retard knew what happened. A bomb went off. Real simple. Just because CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them weren't covering it doesn't mean Twitter, and I can't believe that's what we've come to, Twitter. We've come to getting information and news from Twitter. It's insane. Twitter is more reliable than CNN, than MSNBC, than CBS, than ABC. That's disturbing. But the minute it happened, Fox was on live and Twitter was there. So the most basic of persons The most basic of people knew what happened. You didn't need to get an intelligence briefing. You have something like a thousand law enforcement. Seriously, from the FBI to... Uh, uh, Homeland Security, NYPD, Jersey Police. The list goes on and on. Countless helicopters and this guy. What what was the big surprise in the sense that Trump went, a bomb went off? Folks, we got it. We got to get tough. We got to get tough. How could Trump say that without knowing what was going on? What do you mean without knowing what was going on? What 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 did he 
say that was wrong or he said it too soon. What did he say that was wrong? Nothing. Is it that he said it was too, like he shouldn't have said it when he said it? Is is that the debate? Trump shouldn't have, but he knew what happened. Like I said, I knew what happened. And I'm just a jerk off. I'm a jerk off living in Glendale, California. I knew what happened. So was it that he said it too soon? He should have waited? Waited for what? You show up at a rally and you say, uh, folks, uh, what you might be seeing on Twitter, what you might be uh, uh, hearing on social media really didn't happen. Didn't happen. I'm going to be oblivious, okay? For the next 45 minutes while I'm talking to you and you're all uh, playing with your phones and looking at Twitter, we're going to pretend it didn't happen, okay? We're, we're going to pretend what happened in New York really didn't happen. We are in the liberal alternative universe where what we know happened, what we see happened, really didn't happen. So, for the next 45 minutes, while you listen to me and you listen uh, to this speech, suspend reality because what happened in New York didn't happen. I, I mean, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Well, it makes sense if you're on the left, it makes sense if you're part of the media because anything like this, and I know people hate to hear this because it seems like it's so, it seems like it's so, Seems like it's so, ah, we lost one of our feeds. It seems like it's so cold and, and, and so political. But the left knows this only helps Trump. I know. Sounds just very, very, very bad to say that. But it's the truth. They know it helps Trump because Trump is the only one that's been saying, hey, we have a problem. We have a big problem. We are not safe as a country today. We are not safe as a country today. And if we keep going down the path that we're going, these types of things are going to happen more and more. So the left knows when these things happen, 
it plays into that narrative. The left knows that. That's why they stayed on Obama. And never cut to what was going on in New York until they had to. That's why you didn't really hear the bomb found in Seaside Park, Jersey, before the military parade. You really hear about that. It wasn't blasted all over the news. And this is a pattern. This is a pattern, guys. Let me, let, me, let me explain to you what I mean by that. Okay? Let me explain to you what I mean by that. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to... Um, we lost... Uh, we lost one of the feeds. On our, I think we lost uh, on, on Periscope. So I'm just trying to get that going again. But I'm going to tell you exactly the pattern and what the left is conveniently doing as far as terrorist attacks, and other things like Black Lives Matter and things of that nature. And it's a disturbing pattern. It really is. Hold on. Now they're they're signaling me to take a quick break. Take it a quick break, and then we'll be back. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk more about the disturbing pattern. So Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget, uh, go uh, to the Rob Zakari Show. Go to Facebook. Go to Twitter to find us, and uh, you will enjoy. Uh, everything that we have to offer. Go there. We'll be right back. Yeah. Thanks to Lincoln. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military. They're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military. They're important. And when I'm in the jam, when I'm in the jam, I know that I can call up the man, can call up the man with a plan. When I'm on the run, when I'm on the run, all I got. 
Gary Show. We had to take a quick break. We had to take a quick break there, but uh, we are back. All right, so back to the terror attacks over the weekend and the left's downplaying to the point of almost uh, covering it up. I, I mean, seriously, if they could have covered it up, they would have covered it up. If they could have covered up what happened, they would have covered it up. Like I said, not to be um, morbid or uncaring, but when these things happen, they only benefit Trump. They only benefit Trump. Because Trump's the only one that's been saying, hey, We're not safe. We're not safe. All these plans that you hear Hillary Clinton and the left talking about as far as stopping ISIS or stopping uh, terrorism, stopping these things from happening, we supposedly have been doing. Supposedly, have been doing these things for the past seven and a half years. So when you hear Hillary Clinton give these long, sombering, sleepy speeches, it's the same stuff. That we supposedly have been doing. We have to get better intel. We have to get. We already do those things. Now if we're supposed to get better intel. How are we supposed to do that? Like right now we're doing. I mean one would have to assume. That we're doing everything that we possibly can do. To stop. 
these types of attacks, wrong or right. See, you're never going to hear anybody talk like this. Nobody's ever going to question Hillary Clinton or the left. Nobody's going to question Chris Hayes. Nobody's going to question Obama. Nobody's going to question Hack Tapper. Nobody's going to question any of them. When it comes to, all right, aren't we already doing everything that we're supposed to be doing to stop terror? Aren't we, I mean, at least we're supposed to be doing it. So if Hillary Clinton says we have to get better intelligence, how do you get better intelligence? How do you get better intelligence? And if we're supposed to get better intelligence, if part of her strategy to fight terrorism, okay, jihad, is better intelligence. How do you get better intelligence? How do you do it? Well, we have to work with Silicon Valley. Okay, what? What, what do you have to work, like, do what? You have to work with Facebook? Is that what we have to do? Whenever, whenever we talk about these things, the left attacks anybody who says, well, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all these other ways that terrorists communicate with each other. All these ways have to be monitored. The left then says, well, you can't do that. You can't infringe on people's rights. You can't infringe on terrorist rights. Supposed to be done with Silicon Valley. The left won't answer that. Hillary Clinton won't answer that. Properly vetting refugees. They, they won't answer that. How do, you, how do you then properly vet them if what the Republicans and Trump are saying we have to do is wrong? So how do you do it? Like I said in the beginning of this program, the left has no answers. They, they don't have legitimate answers. It's, this is life, this is the world we live in, and we have to get used to these things happening. Because we can't do any type of surveillance on Muslims or Somalis. Or people in general that travel to terrorist hotspots. No, 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 no. We can't do that. That's wrong. We can't do that. That's wrong. If you do that, you're Islamophobic. Or you're just un-American. So what is it, according to Hillary Clinton, 
that the left is going to do that will stop these types of things. What is it? Somebody could tell me what it is, aside from, well, if you live in a free society, you're never going to stop terrorism. Like I said, that's the answer. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There you go. There's the left's answer. Nothing. If you live in a true free society, there's nothing you can do. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's nothing you can do. It's life. It's part of life. That's it. That's it. Get used to it. That's the left. Now, if we dive a little deeper into Ahmad Khan Ramai. Now, I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. I'm not an expert with Muslim names. But Ahmad Khan Rami, okay, worked at his mom and dad's fried chicken business. First American fried chicken. Yes. Yes. In Elizabeth, New Jersey. Now, Ahmad Khan Rami was not born in the United States. No. He's one of them happy, fun-loving immigrants. You know, just like the immigrants that came here through Ellis Island over a hundred years ago and built the foundation for this country, you know, because the United States is founded and created by immigrants. Yes. And without immigrants, we would not have a country. Our country would be crap. Okay. Our country would be crap. Damn it. So, Ahmad Khan Rami was one of those immigrants. Yes! He was one of the, he was an immigrant like my great-great-grandmother. Just 10 years old, coming across uh, the, the, the water there on the little boat to Ellis Island from Italy. No different. No different. Then she met my grandfather, and they had children, and then they had children, and woof, here I am. And without that immigration, I wouldn't have been born. Yes. Because remember, because remember, according to the left, everything from our past must be erased, including the Pledge of Allegiance, because... It's racist. Anything from the past that might offend anybody, that might give a a, a, a a tinge of somebody thinking about our history, or 
That has to be a race that has to be changed. But as it pertains to immigration, nope. The practices and things that we did 100, 150 years ago, 80 years ago, have to still be in place today. Because if we don't do immigration like we did with my great-great-grandmother, then we are not a real country. But yet, the American flag is racist. We have to get rid. We got to get rid of the flag. We got to get rid of the national anthem. We got we we got to get rid of certain words because that part of our past needs to it, no uh uh-uh. uh but the practices of immigration and what we do today should change oh you can't change that that's how the country was founded that's how that's how we became America what are you kidding me yeah but that was then. Things change. No, but not when it comes to immigration. Things change as it pertains to the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, if you Pledge of Allegiance or you, you, you sing the National Anthem, you're, you're a, a racist. That's the left. This wasn't created 10 years ago or 15 years ago. This was created during the era of Barack Hussein Obama. So, Ahmad Khan Ramami immigrated here, okay? Family had a fried chicken restaurant, first American fried chicken. And on more than one occasion, this restaurant... Had the police called on more than one occasion, the police were called to this business because it used to be open 24 hours and there would be noise. There, there, there would be disturbances. There would be a lot of stuff going on. So neighbors... People in the area will call the police and say, hey, man, really? Help us out here, okay? Who the hell needs fried chicken at 5 o'clock in the morning? Okay, come on now. So the police were constantly, constantly going to this establishment. And the city said, listen, man, you can't be open 24 hours. You just can't, okay? You can't sell your burgers, your barbecue ribs, your seafood, your subs, your ice cream, all hours in the night. Can't do it. So you're going to have to, like, close up at a certain time. You You just can't. So guess what happened? No, 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 guess what happened? This is good. They sued the city. They sued the city and said that the problem 
was not them. It wasn't their clientele. It was racism. Yes. It was racism. The neighbors were racist. The neighbors were Islamophobic. So you have a terrorist family once again, once again, somebody that lives with a whole bunch of other Muslims set up a bunch of bombs, planted these bombs all over the city, and of course, no one, no yeah, no one knew. I, I, love, I love the liberal douchebags in our audience. How can you tell somebody how to run their business? What are you talking about how to run their business? You have city ordinances, stupid. You have city ordinances, you moron. How do you tell them? But what, really, how do, you, do you realize in some cities you can't even open up strip clubs? In some cities, you can't even open up head shops. You can't even open up shops that smell smoking paraphernalia. Some of you people are so stupid. You have no idea how the real world works. A city is allowed to set up ordinances. A city is allowed to set up how businesses operate. You morons. I live in Glendale, California. There's not a strip club in California. Okay? You moron. You you morons. There's not... I love the... A strip club is not a fried chicken... In California... In all parts of the United States, cities have ordinances. So guess what? A city could come into a restaurant and say, hey, we've got noise complaints. We have a lot of issues that are going around involving your business. Doesn't matter if you sell fried chicken. Doesn't matter if you're a strip club. It doesn't matter if you're a head shop. You all know what a head shop is, right? A a, a smoking store, okay? You sell uh, pipes, you sell bongs. There's some towns that will not even let you open a store that sells bongs and pipes. There's some cities that regulate hours of operation. Now, in California, certain restaurants, certain bars have a certain time to close. That closing time is different than Las Vegas. Now, in Las Vegas, you can smoke anywhere you want. California, if you're caught smoking in public... Again, liberals are stupid. 
They, they don't under, it has nothing to do with chicken, stupids. You morons. It has absolutely nothing to do with chicken. A city is allowed to regulate how businesses operate in their towns. That's why the lawsuit was dismissed. Has nothing to do with alcohol. Has nothing to do with strippers. Like I said, in Las Vegas, you could smoke wherever you want. In different cities around the United States, you could smoke wherever you want. In Los Angeles, California, Burbank, Glendale, they have signs outside that say it is a smoke-free city, and they will fine you. $50 for smoking, smoking outside. I live in an apartment building where you're not allowed to smoke in your house. Imagine that. Imagine that. You pay $3,000 a month, $1,000 a month in a townhouse and you're not allowed to smoke in your 3,000 a month townhouse not in a restaurant not in a business but your own home your own home This business got a ton of complaints, a ton of complaints. And in turn, they sued the city. Why? Because of Islamophobia, racism. Remember, that's how the left has created the stopping of any debate of any criticism, you scream Islamophobia, you scream racism, homophobia, fatophobia, ugliophobia, retarophobia. All you got to do is put phobia. All you got to do, you got to put phobia after whatever you're talking about, and that shuts down the conversation. Again, this didn't happen before Obama. This wasn't around before Obama. In the last seven and a half years, Obama and his regime have worked partners in the media, rather it's Facebook, rather it's Google, Rather, it's CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, ABC. They've all worked together to systematically transform this nation into what we have today. 
which is a hodgepodge of disaster. That's what it is. So this family uh, tries to uh, sue, and the case is dismissed. The courts dismiss the case. And we're not talking about some red state. We're not, we're not talking about some conservative town in a, in, a, in a deep red state that still has Ronald Reagan judges left over or, or George Bush judges. Talking about Jersey. I mean, next to New York, a, a liberal bastion of, of lust. So it's not like the court system was sitting there going, oh, oh, F these, F these Muslims, F them. So the case was dismissed. So right out of the gate, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, there's a red flag on this place a red flag on the place that's it there's a red flag on the place and if anybody did any type of follow-ups any type of investigations they would have found that the bomber Ahmad Khan Ramami Travel to Afghanistan. If you immigrate to this country and then you leave this country and go back to where you came from or the vicinity of where you came from and that place happens to be a hot spot, There should be a bullseye on your back the minute you step foot back on American soil. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Now, some people will disagree with that. Okay. You can have a debate. But if you disagree with that, you then have to say, what's the alternative? Because the alternative is not, well, we live in a free society, so whatever happens, happens. Because in order to preserve our society, you have to let these things happen. That, that's not an alternative. That's not an alternative. Because part of living in a free society and having a democracy and having elected officials and paying your taxes is being kept safe. And our government has an obligation to all of us, which is to keep us safe. 
It's not one or the other. It's not, well, if you want to live in a free society, then this is what you have to deal with. That's not the case. That's not the case. Now, as it pertains to Ahmad Khan Ramami, and even more to what happened in Minnesota, because what happened in Minnesota, 100% could have been stopped. 100% could have been stopped. Dar Adan could have been stopped. You know how? By not resettling Somali refugees into Minneapolis, how's that for a solution? How's that for a solution? There's absolutely no reason whatsoever that we've had to bring in over a thousand Somali refugees and place them in the United States. There's no reason. I mean, what is the reason? How does that benefit anybody in the United States? Other than making a bunch of liberals feel good. Aside from making a bunch of liberals feel good, How does it help the United States to take a thousand Somali refugees and put them in St. Cloud? Okay? This didn't happen 20 years ago. It's happened in the past six years. So, yeah. The nine people or what, ten people that were slashed at the mall, the Crossroads Center Mall, that could have been prevented, taking a thousand Somali refugees and bringing them into the United States. I mean, there is absolutely no rhyme or reason that the left can give as to the benefits of a thousand Somali refugees. There's no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. Absolutely no rhyme or reason. This Dar Adan 
grabbed a knife, and was shouting Allah while he was stabbing people in this mall. ISIS came out and said he was a soldier for us. He was a soldier for us. And you know what's amazing? And let me throw this out there, just as a, a side note. It says this Adan, or Aden, this Dar Adan, worked as a part-time security officer. Now, why the hell? And, and let me hit you where I'm going on this. Why the hell? Does it seem like these immigrants from hotbeds? I mean, Somali is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a you know—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's not a, a utopia of love over there. Somali is not exactly. You know, (laughs) paradise. But why does it seem like a lot of these characters get security jobs? You notice that? So this guy, this Somali refugee... Now, is it because, again, Obama has created this, if you look at this person weird, you're an Islamophobe. If you look at that person weird, you're a homophobe. If you look at that person weird, you're a fat phobe. That these companies, when they're getting the applications, have no problem with giving immigrants from Somalia or Afghanistan. (laughs) Like, what is it that has security companies going, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, here you go. And why I say this, my apartment building, like I said, I live in a really nice place in Uh, Glendale, California. Okay? Uh, I live in a a nice place. And (laughs) we have security guards that are definitely, definitely from Africa. (laughs) I guess you could say that. Matter of fact, I think one that works from Tuesday through Thursday is from Somalia. Now, again, when somebody says to me, well, they ask background checks, duh. 
Well, then, doesn't that say something about our screening processes? Doesn't that say something that we need to come up with uh, a, a, a better system as far as who we let into this country? Because of all these people are passing background checks, but yet they are involved in terrorist activities. Don't you think maybe we should retool how we vet individuals? Now, again, I know this is hard for the left to comprehend. I know this is very hard for the left to comprehend. I've said this on this program before. And let me see if I could say it in a way that some of my friends on the left will understand. I understand that bad things happen in the United States that involve born, raised, red, white, and blue Americans every day. I get it. I get it. Rather, it's the Dylan Ruffs or the kid who dressed up like the Joker and went into the Colorado movie theater and shot all those people. I get that. 100% get that. And this is a big but. Now let me see if you guys could follow this. Those things are unavoidable. Now, now, can we look at Dylan Ruff's Facebook page and things of that nature, 100%. And we should be doing that. 100%. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're yellow. I don't care if you're green. If you are on Facebook or any other social media doing stuff that is anti-American, anti-American values. And we could have a debate on what's American values. Listen. If you're legitimately talking about threats to the homeland or threats to people, or even if you're just acting a little sketchy. You should be investigated. Okay? You should be investigated. You should be put on some type of, hey, local authorities in this backwards community that have a a, a population of 6,000. This dude seems to be a little strange. 
Okay? Dude's a little strange. Just just keep an eye on him. You know? So I'm 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 fine. It's it's not just a Muslim thing. Okay? I I get that you have the Dylan Ruffs and the Aurora movie theater shooter. I get that. But they are born here. They live here. The only way you can find out what they're up to is red flags being put out there in our law enforcement following up as it pertains to rather it's the illegals, Somali refugees. They were either brought here or they came here illegally. In both cases, it shouldn't have been done. If we had no Somali refugee resettlement program, that wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's that simple. That wouldn't have happened. Do you understand? It's kind of like when something bad happens to you, and it's an unforced error. So you have to go to point A or to point B. There, there is no going there, and you didn't have to go there, where you second guess and say, ah. Oh, if, if I wouldn't have just, you know, decided to have one more beer. If, if, if I, man, if I, if I wouldn't have went and helped Bob Smith doing this. I go to work every single day. On this day, this horrible thing happened to happen. There was no second guessing. And we've all gone through that. We've all gone through that. Good and bad. Good things have happened in our lives. Oh, if I, if, I, if I never would have done this or that, I wouldn't have met that girl or that guy. Or, oh, wow. That... But then there's stuff that happens and you go, oh, that was unavoidable. That was unavoidable. That's the same thing. The Dylan Ruffs. And the Aurora, Colorado shooters or Columbine. The only way to prevent that are the red flags that get thrown up that people either act on or they don't. But when people, rather it's Kate Steinel, or the nine people that got stabbed in Minnesota at St. Cloud. If these people weren't brought 
in to this country, these horrible things wouldn't have happened. If people were deported, these things wouldn't have happened. That's something that is avoidable. That is one of those things of, uh, I shouldn't have went back for X, or I shouldn't have done this. I should have just went home. That was stupid. I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life. And that's the difference. So when you see these people getting stabbed, or you hear, I want to get attacked by the left, you didn't see anything. When you hear about these people being stabbed, You sit there and go, wow, that could have been avoided. Why do we have to bring in a thousand Somali refugees? Why? Why? Why do we have to do that? What's the reasoning? What's the reasoning? This isn't 1920. This isn't, oh, man, we need, we need people here in this country. We need factory workers we need uh, I, I, I mean seriously the benefits of immigration a hundred years ago and why we needed immigrants and how we got immigrants and how we went about the process is completely different than where we are in 2016 tell me other than making a liberal feel good. Other than making a liberal feel warm and fuzzy inside. Forget Trump. Forget. Just, just put all those politics aside. Okay? What is the rationale behind a thousand Somali refugees being brought to this country and relocated in St. Cloud. What's, what's the reasoning? And, and when they get off the plane and they're brought to St. Cloud, they are given money. They are set up on a program where they're given money where they're getting housing. So add that to the mix. What's the rationale? Aside from making liberals feel warm and fuzzy. I mean, it's just a basic question. What is the rationale? Because if we didn't relocate a thousand Somali refugees, nine people in a shopping mall wouldn't have been stabbed. I mean, seriously, what's the rationale for Somali refugees being brought to St. Cloud? What's the rationale? 
There is none. There is none. And this is what we have to deal with. And rather it's Hillary Clinton, rather it's Joe Biden, rather it's Bernie Sanders, rather it's Elizabeth Warren, I don't care. See, I don't, I don't dislike Hillary Clinton because she's Hillary Clinton. You know, when you listen to the liberals on television, rather it's Chris Matthews or any of the other nutbags, and they try to tell everybody that us on the right don't like Hillary Clinton because it's Hillary Clinton, meaning that if it was another Democrat, we would give them a pass on a lot of things. But because it's Hillary Clinton, we despise her even more. Because it's a woman, we despise her because we don't like women. That's just not the case. I don't care if it's Hillary Clinton. I don't care if it's Bernie Sanders. I don't want a Democrat. I don't want a liberal. That's it. Plain and simple. And rather we have Hillary Clinton or we have Bernie Sanders or we have a third term like Obama changes the rules, changes the Constitution and he runs uh, for a third term. I don't want a liberal. I don't want a Democrat. Because a liberal is going to give us more of the same. If not, double. So we're going to have more refugee settlements. So instead of Somalis, there's going to be a bump in Syrian refugees. So instead of having communities that have a thousand Somalis living them in there, we're going to have communities that have thousands of Syrians living in there. And when people talk about Europe and the areas in Europe, we have these pockets of Muslims. And it's basically their own country, within a country. And you say, wow, that's kind of strange. Wow, that's very conforming. What do you think is happening here? What do you think is happening here? It's happening in St. Cloud. It's happening in St. Cloud. There's even reports that the community of Somalis in St. Cloud have gotten to clashes with people from that community, other Americans, born, raised, bred. What do you think's going to happen 
as it pertains to Syrian refugees. The Democrats are creating these enclaves, if you want to call it that. Got him in St. Cloud. You're going to see him popping up in different areas of the country. And there's no rhyme or reason for any of this to happen. Except it makes liberals feel warm and fuzzy. <clears throat> makes liberals feel warm and fuzzy. That's it. So you have this going on in Minnesota. There's no reason for it. And you have this happening in New York with Ahmad Khan Rami. And just like at San Bernardino, you have somebody that lived amongst a whole bunch of other Muslims family members, other relatives, and of course, nobody, absolutely nobody is going to say anything other than, we had no idea, we didn't know. All of those bombs, talking about 10 plus bombs, okay? Where, where did he make them? Where, where, where did he make them? All of this stuff had to be made somewhere. All of these things had to be made somewhere. All of these things had to be prepared. To listen to liberals, to listen to the media say, oh, it's a lone wolf. A lone wolf? No, it's not. It's absolutely not a lone wolf. No different than San Bernardino. Oh, it was just the husband and wife. That's it. Really. And the mom didn't know anything? No. Nobody knew anything. Nope, 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 nope. The mom lived with them. And she didn't know bomb. Nope. She Okay. The Orlando shooter didn't know anything, right? Oh, no, she just drove him to these places, but she didn't know. Oh, where is she? We don't know. She just vanished. Oh, okay. Khan Ramadi created 10 bombs. Pressure cooker bomb. Pressure cooker bomb. What was used at the Boston Marathon. And nobody in the family knew anything. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. He went to Afghanistan for a while. No. No, nobody, no, no. No, nobody knew. No, nobody knows anything. 
Nobody knew. I, I, I nobody, no, no, family doesn't know. Friends don't know. Nobody knows anything. Where did he make the bombs? Oh, um, in this above the restaurant. Oh, okay. Where did he? Ma- oh, in this apartment. Okay, so nobody. No, nobody knows that. Nope. And we believe everybody. Oh. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. This guy's traveling to Afghanistan with his family. Guy's very religious. It's just, I, I don't know. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that more people in this country are not outraged at not just what's going on as far as these people, these, these horrible, horrible people, but the way the media is handling it. The way Obama is handling it. Bellasio. I mean, the fact that people aren't outraged. And I guess I could give everyone a pass to the extent that If you're only getting your news, which is, believe it or not, is more than half the country. If you're only getting your news from Hack Tapper and the Washington Post and Facebook Newsline, you know, the the news feed they got there. then you're programmed into believing a certain narrative because that's what's pumped into you. But I mean, how many times? You know, again, and I bring this up, as it pertains to immigrants, especially ones from the Middle East, how many times have we gotten news that after an attack has taken place, we find out That the terrorist, and that's what we're calling them, a terrorist, had traveled back and forth to the country that they immigrated from. And it just so happens that that country is a hotbed. I mean, at what point does the administration 
At, at what point does Obama, at what point do liberals, at what point do any of them get any blame? At, at what point? At what point do any of them get any blame? That's all I want to know. At what point? Never, right? Never. There will never, ever be blame brought to the feet of Democrats, liberals, progressives, Obama, Clinton, anybody in his administration. And yet, to this day, 9-11 is still George Bush's fault. Iraq War, where we are today, as far as the war on terror. Now, I'm not defending Bush. Like I said before, not a Bush supporter. But when these presidents, our leaders, F up in huge, huge ways, you got to be fair. As far as spreading some blame, you got to be fair. As far as saying, hey, it's this person's fault. It happened on their watch, and in turn, it's their fault. If you're going to take credit for things that are positive, rather it's a rise in the stock market, the lowering of unemployment. You have to take blame when bad things happen. And that's the thing. You have a common thread that keeps running throughout these attacks. And that is all of these attackers at one point or another traveled back to a hot spot. Every single one of them. They've all traveled back to a hot spot. Or their family members are from hot spots or have traveled to and from hot spots. And if that's the case, why the hell is this administration not investigating, not surveilling individuals that travel back and forth to hotspots. Why? That's not 
Islamophobic. That's not homophobic. That's not fatophobic. That's not retardophobic. That's doing your job to keep Americans safe. I go to the post office once or twice a week, okay? And I walk past a line that practically wraps around a building for people applying for passports. Now, when we in the United States travel, to foreign countries. There is a record. There's a record. Real simple. It is not Islamophobic. It is not homophobic. It's not fatophobic. It's not retardophobic. For people to go into some form of a database or some type of ping that gets sent to the FBI, CIA, Department of Homeland Security. I don't care who, but it would not take a lot for a ping to go to one of these agencies That says, we just want to tell you, just want to tell you that uh, Ahmad Khan Ramai is traveling to Afghanistan. This is a courtesy call. This is a courtesy ping to let you, the authorities, know that this individual is traveling to a hot spot. Thank you very much. And then, whatever authorities can put that person on a suspicious watch list. It's pretty simple. And if this administration would have done this For the San Bernardino killers, those people wouldn't have died. Real simple. Real simple. Oh, this guy's traveling back and forth to Saudi Arabia, Pakistan. Oh, okay. Looks like we're going to have to watch him. Oh, Ahmad Khan Ramayi? Oh, he's traveling to Afghanistan? Gee, that's that's strange. I guess when he comes back and hangs out at his parents' fried chicken restaurant, we should keep an eye on him. Because why the hell would anybody go to Afghanistan? Again, If you're white, 
All right? And you drive into a predominantly um, ethnic high crime area and a police officer sees you, nine out of ten times, you're going to get pulled over. Police officer is going to say, hi, young, white kid and his young, white, blonde-haired girlfriend. What do you two happen to be doing out here? What do you two happen to be doing out in the salty projects? What you guys up to? Could it be drugs? Could you be looking to buy drugs? I mean, there was a time. Rather you call it profiling... Or you just call it common sense. But there was a time when we as a country didn't have these things happening because we used common sense. You know, fish out of water. But since Obama took over and his regime have transformed this country, we now don't apply common sense. And if somebody goes, hey man, here's a common thread with all of these bombings. Everybody at one point has traveled back to a hot spot. At one point, all of these people have had relatives from hot spots. We need to put in place a system where we flag individuals like this. That's common sense. That's not Islamophobic. It's common sense. It has nothing to do with being a racist. Absolutely nothing to do with being a racist. And yes, as much as everyone on the left hates to hear it, but when Trump said we're going to have more of these things after San Bernardino, Trump said we're going to have more of these things. After Orlando, Trump said we're going to have more of these things. We're going to constantly have these things for as long as Democrats control the government. As long as Democrats control the media. As long as this happens, we are going to continue to get attacked. And if a Democrat, whoever that may be, right now it's looking like 
Hillary Clinton is still the nominee. But if a Democrat wins the White House, expect more and more attacks. Expect it. Expect our country to look like 1980s Israel. Where discos and restaurants and different business establishments were getting bombed on a regular basis. Because that's what's going to happen. Because it's already happening. And this administration is doing absolutely nothing to stop it. Absolutely nothing to stop it. Rather, it's red flags like the family has the chip on the shoulder saying people are Islamophobic. They don't like us because we're Muslim. They don't want us to stay open 24 hours a day because we're Muslim. Rather, it's Ahmad traveling to Afghanistan for absolutely no reason whatsoever. It's not a vacation spot. Again, and I repeat this. I repeat this. Ahmad Khan Ramani, okay, lived with his three brothers, his sister, and their father. You don't make ten bombs. Some of the bombs made with cell phones, pressure cooker. You don't make those bombs and nobody sees you. He lived with his three brothers, a sister, and the father. You don't make those bombs and not have anybody in your family see what you're doing. So if you say, well, he didn't make those bombs there. Okay, wherever he made those bombs, somebody where he went knew what he was doing. It's not a lone wolf. It is not one person. And the fact that nobody is talking about this whatsoever shows you exactly, exactly what we as conservatives, we as Republicans, we on the right are up against. Because the fact that nobody is going, 
Hmm. There's more people out there that are part of this because you don't make nine bombs. You don't make these bombs with the sophistication of cell phones and pressure cookers and live at home with five people and no one sees this happening. This is real, my friends. This is real. And this is a world, this is a country that the Democrats have created. And we better get strong, better get wise, we better get smart. And on election day, do not vote a Democrat. To stay in that White House. Do not vote a Democrat to stay in that White House. So Rob Zakari Show, uh, we're done for the day, guys. We're done for the day. You guys have been great as always. You are the best. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, we will be on same time same place don't go away uh listen to us on the rob com. go to us on facebook go to us on spreaker go to us on all the places that uh, you can listen to us live we'll see you tomorrow you guys have been great goodbye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.